0: And I've heard they they were talking about doing another spinoff next year or something. So, like, I, I don't know.
1: what basis are they deciding that they, they lost, like, 74% of their audience?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the last few weeks they've had a slight uptick, but they're still under 5 million.
1: Yes, I know. They used, it used to be 13 to 16 million. Then yeah. two people got their heads bashed in, and it dropped to, like, four.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, there's still... The only thing I think that's saving them is they're still the top thing on cable every week, but that's like, you know, still a far cry from what it's been. That's
1: like saying employee of the month in a whorehouse. (laughs) Yeah, right. The following episode of The Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio adventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook and you'll be helping to support the Walking Dead Podcast. So head on over to Audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. I always think there's going to be more time. Then it burns out. It's The Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me?
0: Yeah, I'd say make a lot for it.
1: This is The Walking Dead Podcast. A podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics.
0: Come on, come on. Back
1: here. So sit back, relax, and join the herd.
0: I'm brother. I'm brother.
1: welcome to another episode of the walking dead podcast i'm scott here with me as always is mr gary
0: hey i'm here as always
1: yes you are always (laughs) yes never the show sucks when you're not here which (laughs) i will say is why there hasn't been a show in a couple weeks because i don't really like to do the podcast if you're not around
0: it's not it's not the same doing it alone and
1: yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, just so yeah We'll let that guy in Ireland who did the Gotham City podcast alone. <laughs> Keep doing it. I think he even stopped doing that. But it was like, I'm listening to the same guy talk for 30 minutes. Yeah. Dude, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. It's was Edward Nigma having a conversation with the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Recalling season one. Anyway. This is episode two twenty seven of the podcast, but first, as always, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast@gmail.com at gmail dot com or by posting a comment on our facebook page. interesting thing I learned about Facebook I was talking to my students, hmm. one of whom are high school students who are in, enrolled in dual enrollment for college. Mm-hmm. And I was asking them about their social media usage and one thing I found out that was very surprising none of them use Facebook,
0: yeah. Kids don't use Facebook anymore.
1: They're saying that.
0: Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat.
1: Yep. yep, They don't know anybody their age that uses Facebook. Nope. And I was like, that's the best thing I've heard all day. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Facebook is for old people now.
0: (laughs) Hey, maybe then soon we'll all be done with it.
1: Well, and now on to the main event, our recap of season nine, episodes 12 and 13, Guardians and Chokepoint. Da, da, da.
0: Yeah, right. Choke point. Whoa. You know,
1: I was thinking when uh, (laughs) when I saw Guardians, it always draws me back to the trailer for that Russian superhero movie.
0: Oh Russians
1: yeah, and the really bad dubbing. <laughs> so they were. I mean, you could tell the voices. The, the dubbing voice does not match the voice of the actor at all. In this scene, where the the female Russian military officers saying, uh, "I've got to search the entire Soviet Union to find a group of superheroes to fight a supervillain," okay, <laughs> that's just bad writing, right there. And then, she <laughs> says, what's the name of the team? Well, when did we talk about a team? When did they mention that? You know, she says, what's what's the name of the team? And then they show that the Russian general goes, Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> These oh, people, the people supposedly on the team didn't even know each other at that point. How are they a team? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I guess they're a team now.
1: Ursus, the half-man, half-bear. <laughs> with the Gatling gun. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's my favorite.
1: <laughs> yeah, he turns into a bear, a half-man, half-bear, or a full-bear with a Harness that has a Catlin gun on his side, and somehow he doesn't manage to shoot his head off
0: <laughs>
1: when it moves around. <laughs> I I kid, but I love that movie.
0: I can't wait to see it. Honestly, I haven't seen it yet. I just saw the trailers, and they were so fun. I just
1: I need to get you a copy. I bought it. A What's it on? Amazon? Amazon. Yeah. You okay. Can buy. It's like it's like nine ninety nine or something. Or $6. Oh, that's worth it's it. It's cheap.
0: That's it's worth not...
1: it. If you don't approach it like, "Hey, this is the Russian Avengers," you'll be fine. Just enjoy it for what it is. It's some great escapist fun, and it's like it's like an '80s superhero movie, action movie, but with modern day CGI. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I, I I I had a lot of fun with it. It's great. I,
0: I think I'm gonna really like it.
1: I will say the I will say I love the trailer, especially the, yeah. the music. Uh, for the trailer, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the dubbing that they use for the bad guy, this doesn't sound right either. <laughs> <laughs> I've waited half a century for this. That's oh, what she sounds like. <laughs> like. The professor on The Simpsons. I've waited oh half goodness. a century for this.
0: <laughs> oh well, my goodness. Who says
1: half a century when they mean 50 years. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Eugene would say
0: Russians? that. Russians? Yeah, <laughs> Eugene would. Mean,
1: Alright, well on to the show. <laughs> that was tangent <laughs> number two. We should catalog these things.
0: Yeah. People have interest.
1: Yeah. I, we would. We
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we've got yeah. <laughs> so we've got uh we've got our two episodes here. The first one's called Guardians, as mm-hmm. I just alluded to. I've waited half a century for this. <laughs> Um, the first point I'd like to make on Guardians is, Henry is stupid. Yeah. And my second point I'd like to make is, Henry is stupid.
0: Henry's so dumb. Like, realize- that's really what I've been finding these last few episodes. It's just how dumb Henry is. It's like we have an older Carl.
1: <sighs> Carl in in terms not of even that stupid.
0: Well, I'm saying in terms of, like, when Carl was young, he was very dumb and would like leave the house and cause problems all the time and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's reminding me of Henry. Henry's a little older now, but like oh. same stuff. I think.
1: Yes. Well, they're, they're apparently they're channeling a different version of Carl's, and and it's working. But yeah. anyway, I realize if I kept going like that, all my points would be Henry's stupid. <laughs> so I mean, that's fair, though. Yeah, Henry's stupid. Yeah, he is. So number I'm three, Henry's stupid. No, I mean number three. <laughs> <laughs> the way Alpha acts, as well as the whole challenge to her leadership, is a plot device that is entirely overused as a way of showing a villain's immorality and brutality. Yeah, I get it. She's a sociopath. She's crazy.
0: So we're gonna have her kill two people in front of our character just to.
1: Well, you know. yeah, no. They challenge her leadership, so she yeah. has to kill them. And the challenge to leadership always comes after some, and. and Yes, the valid point, we don't go back for people, but you went back for your daughter. How's that fair? You wouldn't let us do that. Okay, yes, we understand. She doesn't live up to her own principles because she's the leader and she's a hypocrite. Plus, she has a really big guy that like enforces things for her.
0: Yeah, but she looks really cool, I got to say, Beta.
1: Yes. yes I got to say,
0: Beta that. looks really cool. That mask and his physical size, just very cool.
1: I will get to that. Okay. A lot of people forget and I I was trying to remember where I'd seen him before on the other show he was on, which I'll mention shortly. Um, but I remember he actually had a a cameo appearance in saving private Ryan. Oh, do you, have you seen that movie? Yeah. You remember the scene where they're, they're going through dog tags Mm -hmm. and, uh, Air, airborne troops are kind of marching past them and they're like going through the dog tags and they're making fun of how many Italian names are in there because all, all the Guineas are buying it. Oh, yeah. And they're <laughs> like flipping through and these dog tags are all soldiers that got killed. And they're kind of joking around while they're going through the dog tags of all these dead soldiers whose comrades are marching by them. And the medic goes, you guys need to stop that. Those guys are airborne soldiers that died and you got all the airborne that they fought with marching beside them. Much yeah. beside you. So they're all like, oh shit, and, you know, because they, they forgot they just came through that harrowing experience of landing on the beach. Yeah. So um, they stopped this one soldier whose hearing has been damaged and he's talking real loud. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was the guy who plays Beta.
0: Oh, that was him? Wow.
1: Yes. Back earlier in his career. Huh. He was also in Kevin Costner's Postman. But when he was much younger, he appeared to be like in his early 20s, so he doesn't, he isn't bulky and built like he is now, which I'll explain why he, where that, where that appearance comes from, from the other show that he's probably best known for. Okay. So, but I thought the whole, the whole thing about um, her being so brutal and being a sociopath, we kind of established that when she made that woman put her baby in the grass for the walkers to eat.
0: Yeah, we didn't need another.
1: So, well, they did it again?
0: Yeah, they just beat us over the head with another example. Yeah, of,
1: and we have to show that, give the, so that later on when there's some kind of revolt against her, we're not surprised.
0: Yeah, and it gives also, now Henry's seen it, so I guess it gives him uh, a little extra, what you call it? Um,
1: incentive to be stupid.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say insight into Lydia and what she's come from, but yeah, also yeah. gives him a definite reason to be stupid.
1: I'm not so sure that Lydia is to be believed.
0: Me neither. I I'm, think, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying yes. that's probably why Henry believes her and wants to get her out of there.
1: I don't know. I kind of think Lydia might even be working as like a covert agent for her mom. I
0: could see that. I'm not sure yet. I really can't. You no, know, depend- I'm
1: not either. And I could be completely wrong, but I think I'm not so sure. It's just a little too convenient. Yeah, You know, just a little too convenient But I could be wrong It can't be as convenient as A certain reveal from a recent movie I saw <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll I wonder what that. film You could be we'll talking leave about leave that alone <laughs> Rhymes with, rhymes with uh, no, 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 no Don't, don't say,
1: don't say, don't say. <laughs> We don't want to give it away
0: <laughs> Okay
1: <laughs> Uh I'm wondering did Daryl actually cut off a walker's face to create that mask or did he steal one from the whispers mask stockpile? I would
0: imagine he either like beat up and stole whispers or like took one from their camp somewhere or something.
1: I certainly hope so. I would hate to think that he cut off a walker's fresh face and put it on his.
0: I mean, I wouldn't totally put it past him. It is pretty gross. <laughs> but um but he's a dirty you know, bushman, bushman Daryl now. You know, dirty. I wouldn't put it past him. He's dirty. He's dirty, <laughs> forever unclean.
1: Yes, yes. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm always concerned that somebody's going to get the dog. I mean, mm. I don't even care about the, get Lydia and Henry, but the dog needs to live.
0: They can try if they want to see Daryl go a John Wick on him. It's going to happen yes. if they do it.
1: I just can't. I mean, uh, I won't quit watching the show, but I'll be really disgusted if something happens to that dog. Me too. The dog survived for 10 years. (laughs) You know, the dog survived however however long it's been. I guess it's been at least eight or nine years. Um, Because they were never clear on what the time passage was up through when they made the time jump at the beginning of this season of a year and a half and then another six years. So it's been seven and a half years just since the end of the Saviors thing. Yeah. So I'm guessing that it was probably two and a half years at least.
0: Did you see, by the way, uh, yeah, I just saw a news story today. Um, It came out, I think, like a week ago, uh, a report that Norman Reedus says he wants to bookend the show. And he says the problem is um, he doesn't think the show can uh, stay fresh for 20 seasons, (laughs) is how we put it. So he says um, the the show has always been about... Um, people putting themselves in the shoes of the survivors and thinking, what would I do if I was in this world or this situation and things like that? He said, when that becomes stale, it's time for the show to end. And, um, But he said, however long the show goes on, he plans on staying with it till the end. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah.
1: I just wonder if that end will be like 2020.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hoping they... Decide to go out with a tenth season, you know.
1: Well, even if they don't, they really need to do something. Yeah, because you know, uh, we'll just might as well get into that. Now, I, I, I kind of am feeling like they've run the course on on what they can do that's interesting and new. I mean, basically, they're running two shows that are pretty much the same show now. Yeah, I mean, they're, I'm not sure if fear the walking dead is, is I don't think it's in the same time frame anymore. I think it was for the first five or six episodes for the Mm -hmm. first five episodes of the season. Fear the walking dead was existing in the same time, but I don't think they've made a six year jump over there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did because you've mentioned that uh, Austin Emilio who plays Dwight is going over there. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know if they're making a six-year jump at hmm. the end of their season. I mean, in the new season that comes in, because they they set something up where they could theoretically do that. And yeah, they did a time jump up to where they were at the be at the at least. Yeah, they were pretty much at the same time frame at the beginning of the season because Morgan joins them after the events of the Savior War. Oh right. In fact, the first, the cold open segment of the last season of, of episode one of Fear the Walking Dead was Morgan at the trash dump talking to Rick and Carol and, and I think Aaron or Jesus. It was Jesus, Carol, and Rick trying to convince him to stay. And then he leaves and he walks to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. it was; it had been a year, or so. There had been a time jump in *Fear the Walking Dead* too, mm. from the end of the events of season three to then, and then there's a time jump that occurs. It, it's this the the, ep, the series, at least for the first six episodes, is told a uh, first eight episodes is told using flashbacks. And you don't really, you're not really clear on that for a few episodes in. That part of the story is now, and the other part of the story is a year ago. Oh. And and it if you if you look at it going back, they use two different types of colored lenses to film those two segments. The, the past hmm. stuff is brighter. Oh, okay. They and have the a different filter on the. Right, exactly, and the camera and the current stuff is, is I think without a filter, but it's the uh, atmospherics are are darker. Uh, And that's the part that Morgan's in, but the other and because you you, in the current stuff, you don't see um, Madison.
0: Oh, Uh, that's right.
1: But you're not sure. You're not sure what, what the time differential is, but you know, it's just four of them. It's not Madison isn't with them. And then you find out of the course of the, that the first season, why she's not with them in that in the stuff that's current. Um, whenever If we ever get to recapping those. <laughs> yeah. But uh, of course, it's probably well known. She's not on the show anymore. So you can probably draw your conclusions why she's not with them based on <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I must say, I, I do like, I do really think that they paid good respect to her character in the way that they, in how they wrote her final episode. Uh, that's good you know unlike what we talked about yeah um what's his name the uh, cliff curtis yeah travis i mean that that was unexpected the way that happened but i thought it was it it was very plausible
0: yeah and they they gave him kind of a good hero moment you know so
1: where he said just let me go yeah and yeah i thought that that worked well and then they brought back um for the fourth season they brought back the the woman that Nick gets involved with who's from the Colonia in season oh. two. I, Anna Lucia I think her name is.
0: Oh they brought her back?
1: Yeah. They she, she's in season three at the beginning and then she leaves and she's gone. And then she comes back. She's with them again when season four starts. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's it's I thought it worked well but I mean my my point in Diverging slightly was. Um, I'm just wondering how they can keep this fresh. I mean, a lot of times series realize they have to kind of wrap it up. Uh, when yeah. They can, like they're doing that with Gotham. They're now closing all the. They're now completing the arc. Yeah. And I think it's I, this season is excellent.
0: It's. I don't know what they're thinking, but with Walking Dead though. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to hear Gotham's closing off really well. By the way, I, I will catch up with that at some point. I think. Oh,
1: it got it so much better. Yeah, I, I
0: liked even you were telling me about it because uh, you still kept up with it for a while. Um, yeah. And then was it on Netflix? It's on that I was watching it. I it catching up.
1: The, it comes on Netflix. Show.
0: Yeah, and it was um, it was pretty good as it went along. Like it started off, it was struggling a bit. Even doing the podcast, we were like, "Is this yeah. show good or not?" We couldn't really tell. But then,
1: um, well, clearly, we didn't think so because we didn't keep yeah. doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although we did like uh, watching certain scenes on mute, but um, yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: Even that lost its appeal.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it did after a while. Uh, But with Walking Dead, um, I mean, they're still doing video games that are successful. Uh, They're still selling tons of merchandise. Um, They're planning on doing another spinoff, supposedly. And uh, they keep saying like every once in a while, the producers and showrunners will be like, oh, we plan on you know, eight more seasons of the walking dead. We got plans for the next yeah, five years. We got I this did. and that, you know, let's just talk. <laughs> yeah. But then they're, they're like, well, they they expect to be able to continue the series for as long as they can. And of they've course. got movies coming out, you know, one, at least this year, supposedly, I don't know if they've filmed it yet, but, uh, um,
1: I, I did watch, um, I did remark the last, the last episode of talking Dead, I watched enough of it. Hmm. Um, 'Cause Ryan Hurst was the guest. He's the one that plays beta. Yeah. And he uh he mentioned that although the man wasn't on the show anymore, Andrew Lincoln was there on the set when he uh when he started filming and actually, you know, um interacted with him quite a bit, gave him tips and welcomed him to the show. Wow. And was there to watch all his scenes. So hmm. Yeah, so Rick clearly isn't dead. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just, again, I, I wonder, because I watch it and this, the, I didn't really, I mean, the the Guardians episode was okay. The yeah. stuff at the end was interesting, but again, they've, so people have so done the malevolent sociopathic leader who gets challenged, brutally takes out the challengers to make a point and an example, has a really tough, hard as nails committed second in command who basically serves as an enforcer.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, done. Done and overdone.
0: Oh, but didn't the Eugene and Sadiq and uh, Rosita storyline really thrill you?
1: Yeah, that, that, uh, that was actually my next point. I'm glad that you brought that up. I could have done without that entire thing. <laughs> you know why? Because I really just don't care.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with I really you. I just don't care. I mean, I was glad to see Eugene finally realize he didn't have a shot and give up. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Not gonna be pining for her like but forever.
1: Yeah. As as I'd like to say, nobody Eugene, nobody talks that way. No. Nobody talks that way. Nobody knows what the hell you're saying half the time, dude. You, you. But
0: I mean, you could you could say that a lot about a lot of TV characters though. That real people don't talk the same way. You know. Well, I don't even mean TV that. Dialogue.
1: This TV, this way he speaks is it's some kind of way he he thinks is a more intelligent way to articulate and it's not. Nobody knows the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jerry. Yeah, it was charming two seasons ago. It's not charming anymore. He's having a conversations are bunned up. Who says that? <laughs> Drunk surfers in 1983, maybe. Maybe they said that on Fast Times at Ridgemont High, again, 1981 or something, or 83, whenever that movie came out. Um, but no, he has to go, and, and they do, he has to go through three different expressions of slang to tell them when he could have just said, Oh, my, my uh, wife and I were expecting. Oh, <laughs> no, we're Preggers. Oh, well, I'm more endeared to it now because you said Preggers.
0: That actually makes me more annoyed.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody talks like that. I yeah. realize Jerry's a kick-ass in battle, and he, he'll fuck you up. <laughs> but, you know, dude, get here, go skateboard or something. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I will say on the Rosita, Gabriel, Rosita, Sadiq, Eugene thing, um, I appreciate Rosita's attitude. She's like, I want you to be part of this, but if you don't, I understand. Um, I'm less attenuated to understand Gabriel's reluctance in that environment, not to do what everybody else who does this, they just embrace it. He's like, I don't know. It's not my child. And this is, come on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not like she had an affair with Sadiq while she was with him. It's from right before. And she ended up getting pregnant, which means she and Gabriel haven't been together that long. True. But you know, I, I ultimately, yes, it's good. And you knew that was going to happen—that Gabriel, the minister, would accept all this and and be fine with it at the end. And yeah, but, I mean, the bottom line is, I really just don't care. Me neither. <laughs> I Don't
0: care. <laughs> That's what it boils down to for me too. I just yes. I, I don't care about the whole storyline. Like I get, you know, there are side characters. They've been having these relationships. Okay, cool. But yeah, like,
1: and, you know, they have to have something for them to do. I get it. Yeah. But yeah. I just don't care. So, uh, I did enjoy learning more about the political dynamic of Alexandria's leadership council. It's particularly that Michonne is a sort of quasi military dictator. Yeah. Has a veto over, has like a consular veto over all security matters.
0: Yeah, isn't that cool?
1: I thought that was just very interesting. And yeah. I didn't, and I, realizing that Gabriel is the leader of the council, I did not, and maybe they said that before, but I didn't, I didn't remember that. They
0: kind of, they didn't, I wouldn't say they implied it, but. Looking back on it, you could see how he was the leader in the last one they had when they brought in the new group, you know, but but they never actually said anything. And he's not like sitting on an elevated chair or anything like that, you know, so like there's no way to know. But that's interesting.
1: And I I like that he has a sort of Walter White type of hat that he wears. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you think he became the leader?
1: Uh, Probably because nobody else wanted to do it. And he (laughs) really, I mean, yeah. I've been in many situations in groups and such where a lot of people think, Oh yeah, everybody wants to be in charge. And when it comes right down to it, when people are faced with it, a lot of times, they just don't want to do it. They just don't want the responsibility, you know, because mm. they, they very quickly realize it's not all about giving orders. You have to make decisions that affect people. And If you make the wrong one, you're the one that gets, has mm. to take responsibility for it. So probably nobody wanted to do it since they observed how that put a strain on Rick and, and what that means. They don't want to be responsible for, you know, all those people and their, their livelihood. So it's probably that nobody else wanted the job and Gabriel felt he had a duty and he, you see the change in his character where he really wants to serve again, others and be helpful. Mm. Cause remember really, we really hated that character before. True. (laughs) And Rick hated him. And then he really changed. And Rick was like, I'm thank you for everything you've done. So he's really taken like a one eighty. I don't think that's the case with comic book, Gabriel, but the, again, I understand the whole Sadiq, Gabriel, Eugene, uh, Gabe uh, Rosita thing is as much because Seth Gillum is a pretty uh, well-known veteran actor. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a fairly well-known name. Uh, far more than I think the other people involved in the that, that segment. I mean, Seth Gillum is, had, has has a very extensive career. He's been a movie actor. He was on The Wire uh, for several, for I think the entire run of the show. He was in um, Clear, uh, not no, The uh, Courage Under Fire.
0: Was, so uh, I mean, you know. Very. So with that in mind, he's probably the biggest, one of the biggest people in the cast, Correct. aside from like Norman Reedus and
1: Norman Reedus. But Norman Reedus is big now. Norman Reedus okay. wasn't really big. I mean, he was known if you knew him at all from uh, *Boondock Saints*. Yeah. But um, Seth Gillum is a fairly well-known actor from before mm. *The Walking Dead*. Uh, so, I mean. I know from uh, my um, examination or my following of podcasts on Game of Thrones, there's one character played by this actor, Alfie Allen, who plays this character that is just nobody liked him, but he had significant storylines and, and that I I really, I really didn't care about because I hated the character.
0: Was he a huge actor?
1: Well, no, not that I had heard of. He may have been prominent in like stage actor or in England or, or – uh, other areas of theater, but I'd never heard of them. I hadn't heard of really any of them except for Lena Headey.
0: Mm. Yeah. And Charles,
1: Charles Dance were really the only actors in Game of... Oh, oh and um, uh, Sean Bean. Yeah. That I had any familiarity with prior to the... And even Mark Addy, who plays the king in the first season, I he, he didn't really know who he was because... Yeah. He's been in other stuff, like the Full Monty,
0: I was but gonna Heath, say he's one of those character actors I recognized, right. but I wouldn't have known his name.
1: Right, and he and I think he was even in first uh, the the one with uh, Heath Ledger where it's uh, about knights. Oh, uh, modern music in it.
0: I know what you're talking about. I never saw yeah. it, but
1: a knight's tale. Um, yeah, he's in that, but but it's that he normally doesn't have a beard or anything. Mm. And and when he played um, King Robert, he had a beard and long hair and all that. And it's just a different type of character. But uh, I, I, getting back to my point, I think that is because Alfie Allen has in his contract that he has to have significant stuff. Hmm. And it's like leaving a cast member's name on the show or in a position of prominence uh, in the um, cast credits.
0: Did you see after uh, the first of these two episodes, I forget the title of it, uh, Tom Payne's name was taken off the credits finally?
1: uh no i didn't yeah notice that uh i noticed he i don't think they had him as a guest star though when he was on that brief segment Mm. so yeah but that's probably contractual too like sarah wayne callies they left her name in the main cast credits through the entirety of the first eight episodes yeah i believe even though she died in like episode three
0: did you hear by the way the news about tom Payne? no he actually just got cast in a show um Uh, he took over for someone after they actually, uh, he got cast. They set up the whole show. They were doing the table reads for the, for the pilot in the first episode and all that. Uh Um, and they replaced him. It was, uh, going to be, uh, Finn Jones from uh, game of Thrones and iron fist was going to be the star and Tom Jane took over for him. So he's got a starring role in a new show.
1: Tom Payne. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the show?
0: Uh, What was the name of it? I think I still have well, it. Well, it's
1: not Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I hope Disney brings those back because they're, they're, I've only seen season one of Daredevil, but I thought it was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I really like Daredevil.
1: And I liked um, the part of Jessica Jones I've seen.
0: The show is called Prodigal Son.
1: Mm, sounds familiar.
0: Um, they reached out to Tom, who reportedly tested for the role. Um, Michael Sheen is on the show.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. It's on uh, Amazon, I think.
0: It says it's a criminal psychologist whose giftedness and brilliance are second to none.
1: It's Amazon? It doesn't say here. I believe it's Amazon.
0: Um,
1: Amazon or Netflix?
0: Uh, I haven't seen anything about it, so I can't. So, yeah.
1: On another completely unrelated note, remember I mentioned IMDb has a streaming platform now for movies? Yeah. That's actually Amazon owns IMDb. I forgot about that.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that, too.
1: Actually, they set it up as a free movie streaming service that you can. It has commercials in it, but they set it up as a free version of, like, Prime Video.
0: Hmm.
1: Because I notice all of the ads that you see are all ads for Amazon.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah, so I'm like why is everything oh that's right nah, and I I watched <laughs> last action hero on there for reasons I'm not clear on hmm. probably because Charles dances in it and he played Tywin Lannister on Game of Thrones this oh, was yeah. Sardo Numspa in the golden child <laughs> I will destroy you just like that to which Eddie Murphy says, no, you won't. <laughs> um, back to our thing. Oh, I, yes. What was that, tangent number six?
0: It's up there. Yeah, yeah.
1: We're going to we're gonna get it to 12 or maybe 16. We'll, we'll match the episode number. And so, Let's do it. That's what we're going to do from now on. Whatever the episode number is, that's how many tangents.
0: Oh, that'd be a fun a, game.
1: Or a derivative divisor of, of that number. Um, <laughs> I don't know what a derivative divisor is. It just sounded kind of like something you make up right away. Anyway. I
0: mean, it sounded very intelligent though. So <laughs> good no, job.
1: Did. No, it didn't. You're just humoring me.
0: Uh, no, I actually was pretty intelligent.
1: Okay. Well, yeah.
0: Was- hey, you you can every once in a while have something smart to say. That's I okay.
1: It's, I had coffee earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm beginning to believe that uh, given their rapport, it's very possible that alpha and beta are mating.
0: Mm. On that a would make somewhat sense.
1: Somewhat regular basis. I don't know. Could be wrong. But that's usually how that plot line works out, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, moving on to Choke Point. As you alluded to, I think Beta's a phenomenally interesting character.
0: Do you think they keep the masks on?
1: Well, he does.
0: No, if they're hooking up. Like, do you think they keep the mask on?
1: Hmm. Well, it might be like Roller Girl from Boogie Nights, where she won't take her skates off. (laughs) So Heather, it's Heather, a nude Heather. Imagine Heather Graham nude with just roller skates on. And
0: let's they're both just, pretty, like.
1: Let's just ponder, let's just ponder that image for. I'm kidding. Hey, it's, <laughs> no, it's I mean, better, better than thinking
0: in zombie masks. <laughs> in
1: 1997, I mean. Although she's still quite, quite awesome, still. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, she's she's fifty now, but I'm talking about like when she was in her late twenties. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am reaching this milestone next, one, next Wednesday.
0: We well, don't look a day over 45.
1: I know. I, I was thinking a day over 49 and a half, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember when I thought 50 was old. Then my father turned 50. I'm like, my dad doesn't seem old.
0: <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Yes. And now it's I really am. Realistic. I am reaching that point myself next week. So... I didn't catch it before, but I think it's really interesting that they refer to the Walkers as the Guardians. Oh yeah, I didn't pick up that in the actual episode, Guardians, but Beta mentions that in um, mentions that in, in Choke Point that he refers to them as the Guardians, and I thought in many ways they the way like the after the zombie attack when when Daryl Walker bombs them mm-hmm. um, to rescue stupid Henry. And, uh, um, the girl, Lydia, when he goes to rescue while he was rescuing Henry and yeah, they had to take Lydia too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of their, one of the whispers got bit in the neck Mm. and, um, beta goes over and says, find his wife, tell her the change is coming. It sounds, it, it sounds almost like they're a primitive tribe and this is part of their religion. Yeah, you transform into the noble guardians that protect them. Hmm. And that's an interesting, I think it's an interesting psychological construct that they've seen yeah. to, to that respect. I, as I've mentioned before, I kind of get sick of all these different psychosis they use as a, as plot devices, like the, the woman in the last half of fear, the walking dead season four who yeah. manifests it because, They got in a car accident. Nobody would help. So now she kills anybody who's trying to help anyone else. Okay. I'm going to make you strong. And they echoed this here too. I think that you become stronger when you become a guardian. Mm. Interesting. I just, the the different names that people come up with to call them. Yeah. Uh, The biters I think is what the governor's people called them. Mm. They call them the guardians. And I forget what, um, I forget what they call the, what Nadia's group, but not at Nadia, Magnus group calls them skin <laughs> bags or something.
0: <laughs> skin bags. That's yeah, a good
1: something one. like that.
0: I forget too. I can't remember.
1: Well, in that in that movie uh, Surrogates with Bruce mm-hmm. Willis, where everybody has like a robot, they they refer to they refer to people who don't use them as meat bags.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, meat bags. Meat bags. But uh, apparently Beta is, in fact, the character from the comic. So that's good. They oh, cool. that, that would make yeah. sense. But not always. I mean, they've added second second in command before who weren't really in the story. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Ryan Hurst, who plays Beta, was a really great choice, I think. Yeah, physically. he's awesome. Plus, he's such a good actor, character actor. And he also proves the Sons of Anarchy principle. That Walking Dead is the... is a destination for all people who worked on Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) Yeah. Kim Dickens was on Mm -hmm. Sons of Anarchy. Uh, David Alpert, I think, who was the showrunner. Or David Erickson, I can't remember which one. Sons of Anarchy. The Mm -hmm. the original showrunner for Fear the Walking Dead was a writer on Sons of Anarchy. The guy who played Martinez was on Sons of Anarchy. Um, Ray McKinnon, who plays the villain in the second half of season three of Fear the Walking Dead, was the primary antagonist, I think, in season four of Sons of Anarchy. Oh wow! And Ryan Hurst was a primary cast member of Sons of Anarchy, I think, through the first four seasons. He wow. He played the character Opie.
0: Oh, that's where I've heard that name.
1: Who was a member of the the gang? The uh, Sons Sam Crow is the main chapter yeah. of that gang. Hmm. Again, the Sons of Anarchy principle holds.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. You've proven yes. it.
1: Yes. I have. It's part of my scientific research skills as a college (laughs) professor weighing all the evidence and making a thesis and hypothesis.
0: So when are you going to use your college studying powers to give yourself superpowers?
1: I'm working on that.
0: What's your power going to be?
1: I will have the ability to turn invisible when no one's looking at me. (laughs) Very good. Yes. Okay. And Point number three. Henry's stupid. Okay. Yeah. Number Still. four. Number four. <laughs> I just think it's ridiculous. He keeps making <laughs> these bad choices. And, and a lot of the, the thing I was struck by the little fight up there in a the construction site was he keeps going he keeps violating the rules we talk about all the time. Don't go in a place where your vision's obstructed because there's always a walker in there. Um, yeah. They see people are around and they turn their back on stuff all the time. <sighs> but the, still the fight between Daryl and Beta was awesome. Yeah. He knocks him down that elevator shaft.
0: That made it worthwhile, to be honest.
1: And then I like on, Sun, on, on Talking Dead, uh, Chris Hardwick's like, I couldn't believe it. I thought that can't be all for him. <laughs> and then at the end they see he's still alive. He goes, oh. I was so relieved when he didn't die.
0: Yep, <laughs> he made it. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, goodness. Uh,
1: yeah. So um, number four, I'd like to point out: the whole highwayman thing was just totally stupid. Yeah. And they I diffuse it by, fun. you want to see a movie? What? <laughs> and now they're gonna like, I just thought, why?
0: Until they're not, and then they're just gonna yes, t-
1: and exactly. Until it's, yeah, yeah,
0: so typical. I mean, it. Don't get me wrong; it's fine, but we didn't <sighs> yes, need it.
1: Yes, we didn't, and and the whole setup for it was like Saviors number two, and how do they handle it? They don't have yeah. any guns, but you know that. I understand they're sufficiently desperate that they would do something like that because they they're almost out of food, mm. and True. they're having a. The kingdom is on the verge of collapse because they can't support themselves. Um, but my last point on this, I'd like to say, Jerry, would you please stop talking like a drunk surfer? Please yeah. just stop it. So what he does. You don't have to, he, he clearly doesn't want you to call him your majesty, but he's just humoring you now. Yeah, that's not really a big deal. But the whole oh god, it was charming two years ago. All right. It was charming two years ago. <laughs> was it? Not really. <laughs> anyway, um, I watched the coming the the scenes from the next episode, the coming attractions. Yeah. And it looks like I actually it's not in that. I'm sorry. It's in the description for the next episode. Oh. On when I bring up my DVR, the programming on the the cable, uh, that apparently we're going to learn more about what happened with the scars on Daryl oh. and Michonne. They talk about some recent events in their past, you know, the ones they've been impl- alluding to. Yeah. Like when Henry says, I know what you did to keep Alexandria safe. And Daryl goes, no, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think they're going to talk more about that in the next I'm episode.
0: excited. Cause hey, we've I been wondering find- about that.
1: I want to find out what happens. Yeah. Apparently it was, I wonder if it had anything to do with why um, Michonne decided to go all isolationist. Mm. Yeah. So.
0: It was interesting. Like, we just, we opened up and he was just disconnected and we don't know why. So, and there's scars on both of them.
1: Yep. It'll be interesting to see. It's also, I noticed they don't really do much. They haven't really included her son very much in the story, her and Rick's son. Yeah, they haven't. So.
0: He's only been barely shown.
1: Yeah, just a once. Yeah. And then there was something with uh something with uh, Judith, I guess, next week, where Michonne screams Judith in the middle of a fight with walkers. I don't oh. know what that means. You know, <laughs> Judith's not gonna die. Oh, really? She has to grow up to become Ray in <laughs> in uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah
0: that's funny yeah um okay well that would be interesting to see because we haven't really seen much of judith at all
1: just that one scene with negan yeah oh yeah and i i did i i forgot to mention it in <laughs> guardians the scene between michonne and negan i thought was interesting where he's oh like, yeah i know i've done bad things but i can help you <laughs> <laughs> but no we're going to actually chain you up while we strengthen your lock <laughs> <Smart. Dick. laughs> I think you came back because you couldn't make it on the outside. Which is absolutely true. Yeah. How bad must it be for him to be alone in his mind that he would he would decide to go back to living in jail forever?
0: Yeah. He literally walked himself back. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's true. All right, well, that is it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcasts at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page.
0: If we're still there.
1: Of course, no one under the age of 18 will read it, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're only looking for the 18 to 49 anyway, so, yes, you know. exactly. <laughs>
1: it's okay. Exactly. All right. Well, anyway, there's never been a better time to be. A nerd. Exactly. With a very large football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which gives me the which always conjures in my mind the uh, Lucy with the football.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pulling out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. All right. So stay safe wherever you are, especially if you're playing football with Lucy.
0: Yes, especially then. And we'll see fall. you back.
1: Yeah, we'll see you back for the next football game. Hi, Carrie. Go. <laughs> go. Very good. Thank you.
0: <laughs> awesome.